Hi, I'm Chelsea Neumeyer and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go, so check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram to learn more. Okay, let's start the episode. Hello, everyone. I am so excited today to talk about the distraction dilemma and how distractions impact our lives, the science behind focus, and most importantly, some really practical strategies to help you stay on track and avoid distractions. So you all know that I love to start with a definition or to really add some context and clarity to what we're talking about. So what the distraction dilemma really is, is the constant struggle we all face between what we want to focus on and the many distractions vying for our attention. According to recent studies, the average person loses nearly 2.5 hours a day to distractions, which is a pretty significant chunk of our waking and working time. And if you need this confirmed, I would challenge you to check your phone's screen time every day for the next week or two to see how much time you're actually spending on your phone, which for the record is not our only distraction. But because I'm a nerd, I wanted to dive into the science of focus. Our brain has the remarkable ability to concentrate. We've all been, you know, in the zone and gotten a lot of work done and just been able to kind of crush through things. But it's also really easily hijacked by distractions, especially in today's world. And the reason for this is dopamine. The same hit you get when you cross something off your to-do list, the same good feeling also happens when we're when we give in to our distractions because dopamine is the brain's reward chemical. And so it gets released when we engaged in pleasurable activities like scrolling through social media or watching Netflix. And so understanding the neuroscience is pretty important to managing our distractions because it Let's us remove ourselves from the challenge, right? We can be able to say, okay, this is my brain doing its thing. How can I gain back control? Rather than saying, oh, I'm the worst. I'm so easily distracted and making it a whole part of our personality and, and spiraling that way. You guys know that I love to identify what are the behaviors because we can change behaviors. Those are very easy to, to update. So when we're talking about distractions in general, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of different things that are vying for our attention. Distractions come in various forms, and it's going to look a little bit different for everybody. But the most obvious ones off the top of my head are obviously our phones, the new messages, new inboxes, notifications from Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or whatever social media platform you might be on, the lure of Netflix or Hulu or TV, right? Our kids or our pets or our partners. And even the temptation and distraction of wanting to clean your entire house instead of tackling a project, which I talked about in a previous episode on procrastination, because I call this productive procrastination. So we all have our own unique set of things that are going to pull us away from what we need to be working on. And so it's really important that you are paying attention to what is pulling you away. If you are setting yourself up to try to work for a few hours and you find yourself reaching for your phone or you find yourself reaching into your snack drawer constantly, or you find yourself 
reaching for the remote to turn on the TV for some background noise, let's say. These things are all going to be pulling ourselves away from what we need to be working on. And what's also really interesting is that every time you get one of these notifications, every time you jump into your inbox when you should be working on a bigger project, it can actually take your brain up to 20, 30 minutes to kind of reset and get back in the zone. So not only are we wasting time with the physical distraction in our inbox or in our phone, but we're also wasting a lot of time in that transition period. So it's not just as simple as, oh, I'm just going to check my inbox real quick, right? Now we have to account for all of the time and focus that we lost when we go and do those kind of quick activities. But luckily, you guys know I always come in with the strategies and I like to provide super actionable and really realistic strategies for everybody to pick and choose what's going to work for you, practice, experiment with what I'm going to share Because again, this is going to look a little bit different for everybody. So the first one is obviously some time management and prioritization. I love talking about this. It relates back to everything. But if we can start by managing your time effectively and prioritizing the tasks on your to-do list, it will help you reduce the number of choices you have to make every day and then get distracted by that process. So keep your to-do list and systems really streamlined. So you're not distracted or easily pulled by the shiny objects. This is especially true as business owners. It's so easy for us to get distracted by some new idea we saw on Instagram that another business owner is doing or inspired by an email we saw. We have to write the email right away. Sometimes that's not bad. Sometimes we can lean into those moments of clarity or moments of inspiration. But quite often, we're really just using it as a tool to distract us from the things that we have to do. And so if you are able to do one thing at a time, write each task on an individual post-it note so you can only look at one thing at a time or cover your to-do list so that you only see one task at a time. Streamline your system so things are running in the background and you don't even know that they're happening so you're not pulled away by checking on them or constantly fidgeting or twiddling with them. Again, managing our time, paying attention and being really intentional can be really, really important here. And the other piece I want to say about this strategy is when we take a break, obviously that's a priority. We need to have breaks in time for self-care in our schedule. Decide ahead of time what that break is going to look like. Because if your break is that you want to spend that time on social media or TikTok, that's fine. But make sure again that that is an intentional choice and not something we're doing just because we're distracted and got sucked down to that rabbit hole. In a similar vein, another strategy I share is to create a distraction-free workplace. Your environment plays a vital role in how you are able to focus at your desk or wherever you're working. I do not turn my phone on, do not disturb. It stresses me out. I don't even have children yet, but my neighbor, the one time I tried to turn on, do not disturb, my neighbor's kid fell off the couch, bonked his head, and needed me to come over so she could bring her older son to the ER. And I thank gosh she called twice. So it came through, but otherwise I would have missed that really important call. I can only imagine how nerve wracking it may be to not be able to be in touch if something happens with your children or with your partner. So instead of turning my phone on, do not disturb, I use focus mode. So I have an iPhone and in focus mode, you can actually create a new home screen 
for your phone. You get to decide what notifications come through and what time your phone automatically goes into this mode. And so it's really nice because then when I pick up my phone, I'm not distracted by my full home screen. I only see, you know, the few apps that I would need to access while I'm working. And in a similar vein, I turn off raise to wake. So again, if you have an iPhone, I'm sure there's something similar in an Android, but you can go into your settings, search for raise to wake. And what this does is it means that when you turn your pick your phone up, the screen stays black until you touch or interact with the screen. This is actually a really, really simple change. It has made a huge difference in how I interact with my phone. Because now if I pick up my phone, if you have the raise to wake turned on, as soon as you pick up your phone, you see all the notifications, the phone lights up, everything comes through. But when you turn that function off, your phone stays black. So you can just pick it up, throw it in your pocket without getting all of that information thrown at you and without the pull to interact with your phone any more than you have to. So those are just two strategies I use for my phone itself. But otherwise, in your workspace, make sure that space is tidy. Put your phones in a drawer if that helps a little bit. Or sometimes I'll just text my best friend or my husband and say, hey, I'm in work mode. Not that they even don't text me all that much, but it just kind of holds me accountable. But again, your space is really important. So create a spot that is relaxing, that is distraction-free, and that is clean and streamlined for yourself. Another strategy is to consider the digital distractions that we face every day and to manage those, right? So for example, this is about closing your inbox when you're not working in there. Using a website blocker tool to block out certain websites that you may find yourself pulled to throughout the day, you can do this. In a couple ways, you can block the website between certain hours in your day, or you can say, I can only spend 20 minutes a day on Facebook, whatever that might be. But those are really helpful tools to just remove the decision that you have to make to be distracted by those things. If you can't access it, then the decision's out of your hands. And that is one, very liberating. Two, it reduces your decision fatigue throughout the day. And three, reduces the distraction and your ability to stay focused on what you have to do. My other recommendation for digital distraction management is to close all the tabs in your browser. You know who you are right now. I'm sure you're cringing listening to this because you have 50 Chrome tabs open that are all running at the same time because they're all things you have to get back to or can't forget or whatever the case may be. Tabs are not a to-do list. Close them out. I promise you that that information will come back to you. When you need it, if it is truly important, then you can actually save all of the tabs into a folder and bookmark them all at once. So you can trust that you won't lose anything important. But if you are cringing right now when I say to close those tabs and you know who you are, go close all those tabs. My next strategy is to use power hours. I talk a little bit about this in other episodes. And what I consider a power hour is anywhere from 50 to 60 minutes of time where you are working through a super actionable task list. And these are usually shorter tasks that need to happen, but sometimes they can be longer. And, and in the case of this conversation, we're talking about working on bigger projects and staying focused. So power hours, similar to a Pomodoro technique, you may have heard these things called as well. It's a designated time of clear focus with a break on the back end of it. So again, it could be 15 minutes of work, 10 minutes of 
recovery, 30 minutes of work, 20 minutes of recovery, whatever structure works best for you. But set them in your day once or twice a day or a couple times a week. And you will be amazed by how much you can actually accomplish when we close out everything else, truly focus on the task at hand for a short amount of time. This also relates back to the Pareto's principle, which is that work expands to fill the time it's given. So if you give yourself 30 minutes to complete a task, you're much more likely to complete it in that 30 minutes versus if you give yourself three hours. Giving yourself three hours means you're going to take three hours to fill that task and be distracted throughout that time. So experiment with shortening up the amount of time you're giving for any particular task. Another recommendation is mindfulness and meditation. These are techniques that you can use to calm the mind and focus, boost focus throughout the day. I'm personally not a huge meditation person, but where this comes into play for me is even just taking a couple deep breaths when I find myself getting distracted, when I find myself being pulled in a lot of different directions, when I find myself getting overwhelmed by the volume of outreach coming at me from my inbox, from Slack, from text messages, from wherever. So even if we just take a few minutes to sit up, plant our feet on the ground, close our eyes and take three deep breaths, that is an absolutely amazing way to just calm our bodies, reset our mind a little bit and able to get back to work. If you are interested in meditation, if you enjoy longer moments or have a routine and structure already in place, and you may already be seeing the benefits about this, but don't worry if that's not your jam yet. You can use these little moments throughout your day just to make sure that you are breathing because sometimes we can get so distracted that we're not even taking a good deep breath. So mindfulness and meditation can be really, really critical to just helping us calm our bodies, calm our mind and get back to work and stay focused. And my last recommendation is goal setting. How clear goals can help you stay on track because you know what the end destination is. I talk a lot about this at my definition of productivity is working on the right thing at the right time to help you reach your goals. And by the very definition that I use, we have to know what our goals are so we can stay focused on the right tasks to help us reach our goal. So playing on our phones is not a goal-reaching activity. What can we do? What's one small step we can take to help us reach our goal for the day, for the week, for the quarter, whatever that may be? And I can recognize that staying focused isn't always easy. There are roadblocks like procrastination or unexpected interruptions, right? We have to be talking about the real life because we have real life things that interrupt us, our families, our children, our dogs, our work, our coworkers, right? All of these things are coming at us. And I was actually talking to someone about this the other day, a client, because there has been so much change, especially if you're like me and a millennial, I'm in my mid thirties and the world has changed so much in that time. And the availability of distractions is something that we are, have grown up with. So we're still learning how to interact with so much of this technology, even though it feels very day-to-day, it feels very natural. But we weren't born with this. I didn't have a computer in my house though my whole life. I didn't have high-speed internet or a smartphone my whole life. We are still learning how to interact with these things on a day-to-day basis. So give yourself some grace 
And remember that every challenge is an opportunity to grow and refine your focus skills. So as I said, as we're wrapping up, remember that staying focused is an ongoing journey. The more you learn about yourself and the distractions that pull you away the strongest, the better equipped you'll be to tackle them. And so keep that curiosity alive, experiment, pay attention, and be really intentional about how you're spending your time. So that's a wrap for today's episode on learning distractions, dilemma, strategies for staying focused. And I am really happy that we got to talk about kind of the science of focus and identifying those common distractions. And I hope that the strategies and practical tips that I provided help you stay focused this week at work. And next week, I'm really excited to continue the unlearning series that I've been doing in my podcast. And we're going to be digging into multitasking, which is going to be such a fabulous episode, especially for women, I think, because of we tend to be the multitaskers. So this is going to be a super helpful episode. So come back next week for that. If you have any questions about this, if distractions are debilitating for you in your work, or if you want to dig into this more and have a specific question or curiosity, definitely hit me up on the DMs and Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. The show notes will be packed with a bunch of information and my free guide on how to overcome procrastination. But it was so great to chat with you today. And I hope you have an awesome week. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. I look forward to talking to you soon.